counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Cause you're Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and this is Wags. Joining me as always is Dane. How you doing, man? Wags. I love these games. I love these Monday night games. We've had, a, we've had some nice uh, Sunday fall weather in Wisconsin. Let's talk a little bit of football. I'm dialed up for Monday night. Absolutely. The only thing I don't like about it is it gets a little late. <laughs> and I am getting a little old yeah. and I like to go to bed early. But uh, it will be hard to get sleep tomorrow after the game. I'm sure hopefully uh, there's a Packer win. So it's it's a good excitement after the game and not a bad excitement after the game, but uh, I am optimistic. Hey, we're four and one. We're headed into a big, another big divisional game yeah. uh, against the Detroit Lions. So let's dive right into this. Uh, Dane, uh, overall, what, what, what are your gut feelings heading into this week? So I think that Detroit Wags really flew under the radar here going into the season. Um, I think that they're improved. They definitely spent some money on free agency. Uh, in the NFL, your record is who you are. They're two, one, and one. Uh, so they they uh, they they really should, in my opinion, be three and one. They they were able to um, somehow give up, uh, give it away, kind of against Arizona in Week One. Arizona had a big comeback. Uh, but they're, they're, I think, a pretty strong team. Uh, what really concerns me, however, is they're coming off a bye week. So they have that extra time to prepare. They've had some good success against Aaron Rodgers and this Green Bay Packers team over the last season or two. Uh, so any fans that are looking ahead to this uh, pass this week to the next week, uh, they're wrong to do that. This is going to be an absolute battle. I think it's going to be a close football game. Yeah, I agree. The Lions have given us a little bit of trouble in recent years. We had owned this rivalry for a long, long time. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it seems like they've been giving us some pretty tough games the last three, four, five seasons. Um, and in the last couple of seasons have, have really kind of had our number a little bit. So they should have our full attention this week. Um, this is not a Lions team that we can just expect to come into Lambeau and roll over uh, like they have done for years and years. Nope. Um, they're going to give us a battle. And frankly, they've played a pretty solid schedule aside from that um, uh, tie against the Cardinals in week one, uh, who I, I do not feel is a, a very strong team. Uh, they've been very, very competitive and, and uh, have a couple of nice wins on their slate here and almost came away with a win over over Kansas City. They beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. Uh, so this is not a team to take lightly by any means. Um, and so uh, we're going to have to be ready. Uh, you're right. Uh, we've got some guys banged up on injuries ourselves, um, mm -hmm. but uh, we should uh, be ready to go. Uh, we certainly uh, aren't going to have any surprises out there. And this is key because division opponent, we have a chance to go 3-0 and against division uh, at this point of the season, nearing the midpoint, 
That's significant. Yeah, you, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth right there with uh, beating this division team. If we can go and be 3-0 and against the division, we already have a better record against division opponents than we did last season uh, with, with two wins. So if we were able to go ahead and beat all three of our division rivals in what's shaping up to be a really tough NFC North, um, it really sets us up big picture long term uh, but to do that we're going to be playing uh, uh, an awful tough football team here as we've mentioned and um, you know I think it really starts of course at the quarterback position with any team and um, Matt Stafford you can get good Matt Stafford you can get not so good Matt Stafford uh, but he's a big quarterback there in the pocket he's not afraid of contact he's somebody that's real tough in there and he's really tough to bring down as well not a lot of arm tackles coming in on a blitz on Matt Stafford um, so looking at what he's able to do I really look to the Packers to try to make him as uncomfortable as possible hit him a little bit we've seen historically that's when he is um, not as successful as when you're in his face, maybe not bringing him down, but getting in there, bringing pressure, particularly I find up the middle. If it comes up the middle, he has a little bit of trouble going lateral and, and getting out of the pocket. Um, so if you're able to do this and we're able to do that on Monday night, I expect uh, some, some good things from this Green Bay Packer defense. Sure. Uh, and so just to kind of give you a little bit more on the scouting report on, on Stafford, so far this year, he has been you know, I would say a little bit below par to what his normal standards are. Um, he's uh, only completing 62% of his passes. Uh, he's never been a highly efficient quarterback, but they're not throwing the ball as much as they have in years past. This is very much a run-first Detroit Lions offense. Uh, they are sixth in the league in, in rush attempts, uh, at, at trying to get the ball uh, into the hands of their running backs at just over 30 times a game. That's a lot. That's a lot, uh, and they're not throwing the ball nearly as much um, and so uh, the passing game, kind of like the Packers offense, they transitioned into uh, running the ball uh, quite a bit more this season than they have in years past. Uh, I know that uh, obviously Calvin Johnson's been gone for a couple of seasons now, but uh, in the in past seasons we always thought of this Lions team as as an offense that liked to sling it around a little bit, and perhaps we could uh, force Stafford in some takeaways. He's only had two interceptions so far this year, so he's taken care of the ball pretty well so far this season as well. Um, so, Dane, that rushing uh, attack, it all starts with on Johnson, Oof, doesn't yeah. it? And he's a bit of a load. Wags, I'm sick of playing all these good running backs <laughs> to start the season. Uh, we, uh, you know, coming off a week where I thought the Packers played incredibly well uh, against uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Now we've got on Johnson, who... Um, you know, this season, I think he shows how talented he is. Uh, he can flash some real big play ability there uh, for Detroit. And I, what I expect, uh, kind of looking at some of the tape here, is I expect the Packers to play quite a bit of uh, second linebacker this week, uh, particularly with uh, Savage being down. Uh, Will Redmond's going to be playing a lot more safety this week. So we're going to be playing that second inside linebacker. Um, sure, we've got B.J. Goodson, but I actually expect this to be a real opportunity uh, for Oren Burks to have a breakout potentially here. Now that he looks to be healthy, got some snaps last week, he seems to be the kind of guy that's going to match up in a game against this uh, Detroit Lions offense. Yeah, and it, the interesting thing is that uh, Detroit's offense hasn't been terribly efficient running the ball either. They're only averaging 3.9 yards per attempt 
running the ball, but clearly with that many attempts, they're not giving up on running. Uh, that's yeah. been their game plan all season, and it's kept them, I think, competitive. That's been part of what's kept them competitive in all these games. And so we're going to see a steady dose of that again this week. And if, if I'm any offensive uh, coaching staff going against this Packers defense, I'm talking all week we've got to get that running game going. If we can't do it against this Green Bay Packers defense, when are we going to do it? Um, I thought we did a little bit better last week against – um, the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, and the key was was getting that lead, right? And that's mm -hmm. so key. If we're able to get that lead, and it forces the other team to have to throw the ball a lot more, um, and that that just plays right into this our defense's hands. Uh, so, uh, but I don't think the Lions are going to give up, even if the Packers. Uh, get ahead a little bit, a touchdown or two or even three uh, early in this game. I think this is a Lions team that's shown they're going to stick to what they do, and that's trying to run the ball and grind it out and, and get back into the game in that fashion. No doubt about it. And uh, the, actually the matchup here makes me a little nervous because they actually remind me a little bit of Philly in that they like to run a lot of two tight end sets as well. Uh, they they One of their big free agent signings was Jesse James, the tight Tight end, formerly from Pittsburgh. Of course, their first round pick, TJ Hawkinson, somebody that we thought could be a Green Bay Packer potentially before the season started uh, via the draft. So when you're looking at this, um, we'll see how they do that because if the Packers have five, six DBs out there to try to cover these tight ends, as you said, Wags, they're going to continue to run the ball. If we have a second inside linebacker in there, they might be running this two tight end set and um, trying to force that second uh, inside linebacker to cover the tight end so this really is going to be a chess game situation I think this week where the Packers defense is going to be matching up with the uh, Lions uh, offense and it's going to be a be a battle of wills of who's more successful and the other team's going to be adjusting and I expect adjustments to happen throughout each uh, each quarter uh, but but certainly potentially even throughout each series because it is going to be a chess match battle between Coach Pettin uh, for, for the Packers and Daryl Bevel, former Badger quarterback Daryl Bevel, who's now the offensive coordinator in Detroit. Yeah, something else to be looking out for. Uh, the Lions have protected Stafford very well. Uh, they've given up the fifth fewest sacks so far wow. in the league. Um, they've only given up seven sacks all year. So That's nothing. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, the it's yeah. really protecting him well, and I think – um, what they like to do is certainly get rid of the ball quickly. And so if they're able to uh, gain positive yards, even if it's not terribly efficient in the yards per attempt, rushing the ball, they're getting third and short yardage situations. And whenever you have that, you can run short, quick routes. And Stafford does a really nice job of, of releasing the ball quickly. He always has. Mm -hmm. So that's something else that's going to be difficult and put some stress on this Packers defense. Now, Detroit isn't, they're middle of the road in uh, third down conversion efficiency. They're 18th in the league there. So, um, you know, some, some interesting things when you're looking at some of the, uh, um, you know, stats here, uh, what some of the matchups are going to be and, and how Detroit's going to try to exploit the Packers and, and more hopefully how the Packers defense <laughs> are able to exploit the Lions. Uh, they don't have a lot of things that play into the Packers' defensive strengths. Mm -hmm. So that is a slight concern, I think, coming into this matchup. We're going to have to play this run better this week than I think we have all season uh, to be able to force Detroit into changing up what they like to do. Uh, because if we don't get them out of this running attack, 
uh, that's going to play right into Detroit's hands, I think, over the course of the game. No doubt about it. So it's going to be another week. It, it does, uh, similar but different to, to Dallas, certainly. I think that uh, um, on the outside, Detroit doesn't have the Amari Cooper. Uh, they do have, I think Kenny Galladay or Galladay's, Galladay's pretty darn good wide receiver in the second year. Uh, Marvin Jones has shown year in and year out wide receiver that can play ball. And I believe Danny Amendola is coming back from injury. Uh, so they do have some guys that can hurt you that have a history in this league of being able to hurt you. Um, but I, I, I completely agree with you, and uh, it's going to be this matchup battle uh, that we look at. Um, but I do think that it, we're going to be looking to Kenny Clark. Can he control the line of scrimmage again this week? I thought that he played better uh, this past week against the, uh, the Dallas front five. Montrevious Adams coming back was a huge boost, I thought, to this defensive line last week for Green Bay. Uh, Dean Lowry, I think we're going to continue to see some Tyler Lancaster, although um, they're trying to limit him, I think, a little bit more and start to cycle some of these other guys in. Um, but but uh, we'll see more Lancaster again this week because he's just a good against the run. He's a run-stopping defensive lineman. But uh, just like last week, man, it's going to be a team effort to try to stop this uh, this Detroit Lions offense. Yeah, uh, Oren Burks was a full participant in practice all week, so we should Great. see some more of him than we saw last week. And hopefully he's uh, fully ready to go. As you said, this is a Lions team that – um, obviously, they like to run the ball, so hopefully Oren can help there uh, in that uh, rush defense. But also with those two tight end sets, uh, he's a guy that you need to uh, have out there to do some coverage. So that would help there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if Oren's ready to go and, and step up and, and make an impact, this would certainly be the week to do it. Um, so uh, I don't know. I think uh, one of the things I also look to see is this – cornerback and secondary group uh, overall I've been super pleased this is a very talented group yeah but they've gotten beat on some big plays here a few times now uh, in the past few weeks and going back to that Vikings game it hasn't hurt them to a significant regard but I'm really looking for them to step up and really just have a a great game this week against the Lions that's what I'd really like to see because yeah. Uh, if they're able to just kind of uh, take care of business on the outside, uh, with uh, especially with Savage being out, that would be uh, a significant boost, I think, for this uh, defensive front seven. And we can just let them loose, and, and uh, hopefully uh, that's something that we're able to see. Yeah, they've got a couple of talented guys in that wide receiver group, but I would really like to see. I think uh, Jair Alexander is going to be ready to go. I think he, he had a, a little bit of a letdown game by his standards mm -hmm. last week in particular. And Kevin King's just been a warrior out there all yes, season. So I, would, I am looking forward to, to those matchups. And, and I'm um, optimistic and hopeful uh, that we can uh, take care of business and win those battles. Yeah, and talking of the defensive uh, backfield here, I thought Will Redmond played the best game of his professional career uh, last week in in um, spot duty for uh, Darnell Savage, 
and uh, we're going to need him to do that again this week. I think it starts with um, the mental aspect of the game. I thought that um, he was pretty tuned in and keyed in on what he needed to do. Uh, so now the question is, can he put it together for four quarters here uh, against this team? Can he be the sure tackler that we expect him to be? Uh, and that might be the most important thing there, right? Is his coverage there? Is he able to wrap up and make those plays when it's necessary? Uh, because you're darn well sure that Detroit Lions know um, you know who the starters are and who's out, and they're going to try to exploit every weakness in this Packer defense. Absolutely, and it's going to be key at that second level for the the uh, Blake Martinez and Oren Burks that they're getting the appropriate drops, and mm -hmm. I think that's where we might have an opportunity. We saw, um, you know, uh, we saw uh, Showtime Sullivan yeah. uh, kind of make a drop, and he snuck under the coverage, and that's how he made the interception last week. So I'd be interested to see if they. Uh, drop some of their outside linebackers into coverage a couple of times this mm -hmm. week in passing situations and send someone from another angle um, and in order to get some pressure and just to mix things up a little bit and give this Detroit Lions offense and Matthew Stafford a few different looks than maybe they're uh, seeing or what they've seen on tape because uh, this this uh, defensive line in this front has pretty much been able to just line up and go, mm -hmm. and they've been able to put the pressure on the quarterback. Um, with the way that this Lions team has protected, perhaps they just mix up some of their coverage schemes a little bit to throw them off and to keep them off balance as well. Yeah, no, that's it's it's all. I, I completely agree with you. It's just gonna we're gonna have our hands full. Um, Wags, let's talk a little bit about what we're gonna be able to do on offense. Uh, because uh, this is something uh, Rodgers creeped up on the injury report this week. Uh, it sounds like he had a bit of a uh, hiccup with his knee, although I, I haven't been able to find too much more about it. It kind of creeped up after a practice, but um, he seems to be good to go, right? Yeah, and he was moving around a lot um, in this past game against the Cowboys. Certainly he didn't have the touchdown stats, but... I thought he extended plays as well as I've seen him do all season. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of evading pressure and able to, you know, get out of the pocket, made some nice short throws and also uh, ran the ball a little bit, um, was able to dump it off to some running backs, uh, get the ball spread out to all of his receivers. So um, he was just doing some, some good old fashioned Aaron Rodgers things out there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, if that's when he may have, uh, you know, just, gotten a little bruised or something uh, landing because he got hit a few times mm -hmm. um, so or if that ha happened in practice but I'm not really at all worried about that I don't think that's going to affect him um, he was actually taken off the injury report here uh, yesterday so uh, he should be fine um, I think the bigger question for me Dane is can we get this pass game going with a little bit more consistency mm -hmm. because it would be all well and good if we get a repeat performance from Aaron Jones this week. And I do expect the Packers to try to have a similar game plan and run the ball and control time of possession um, like they did against the Cowboys last week. But we might need to see uh, someone in this pass game get a little bit more involved. And I guess I would just like to see who that's going to be, who's going to step up. Where do you see the mismatches here this week, Dan? Yeah, so, Wags, this is an opportunity for this young receiving core uh, 
Uh, we, we can't rely on the tight ends and the running backs to get involved and for the receivers to only have four receptions in an entire football game. Uh, we're not going to be able to do that again. Uh, so what this Detroit Lions team likes to do, what they've liked to do a lot this year, they don't bring as much pressure as a lot of these other NFL teams. They tend to rush three, maybe four guys at a time. Uh, occasionally bring in a, a fifth player to try to hit the quarterback. But what they really like to do is they like to drop guys back. They like to put players into man coverage and um, and um, make the quarterback beat them. Now, we know Aaron Rodgers can beat them, uh, but I think that um, everything starts with this play action with us. And uh, then the question becomes, because these corners... Uh, for Detroit are pretty good. That that slay in particular scares me a little bit out there on the outside for them. And without Devontae Adams for a second week here, um, the question becomes, is it uh, MVS or is it Geronimo or or is Jake Kumaro making his way in or or uh, Shepard or, or who, who is it that's really going to be stepping up? Um, because uh, you know, th these matchups, again, it's all about matchups. Trey Flowers got paid an awful lot of money by Detroit to rush the passer. So Blaga's going to have his hands full again this week uh, on that end. So I, I look around, I look at the field, and you know who I expect to, to probably have a pretty good game? I think Geronimo Allison can have a nice game against this Detroit team. He's going to move in. He's going to play in the slot a little bit. I think he's going to play outside. And him moving around is probably going to have, in my opinion, uh, a good good chance to have uh, an impactful game for the Packers. MVS may be able to get one uh, on a deep play, but again, with Detroit playing back a little bit, um, they're going to make a, they're going to make Aaron Rodgers beat them and be methodical down the field. And I think Rodgers has the opportunity to do that, but it's going to be a tough game against this Detroit defense. Yeah. You named one of the guys I, I, I would like to see step up. It's Geronimo. Yeah. And it's to me, Detroit is 27th in third down defense so far this year. Packers are 27th third down offense. <laughs> Which we're looking at the teams that are around the Packers in third down offense, and it's a who's who of terrible offenses in the NFL. It just does not fit, and it's a little bit of a concern, to be quite honest with you. It's been consistent week over week that this Packers offense has struggled on third down. And then without Devontae Adams out there, you don't have your primary weapon. That doesn't make things any easier, no. uh, certainly this week. But if there's ever a week that they're going to get it going, it's going to have to be this week because uh, Detroit has not been a good third-down defense this season. And you've got Aaron Rodgers out there. Geronimo Allison uh, has been uh, a little bit up and down, mostly down so far this season. I, I, I would like to see him come out in a big way this week. We didn't need him last week. But uh, we're going to need him, I think, a few times this week to come up with some big plays, uh, whether that's just uh, moving those sticks on third down and, and going across the middle, beating his man and settling into zone coverage, keeping moving if Aaron's kind of out of the pocket and making himself a target uh, so that he can be out in front and catch the ball. Um, and he's not a guy that makes a lot of yards after the catch, but um, if he can find a spot in the zone, uh, if Detroit's uh, dropping back and trying to play coverage, 
that might be where our opportunities are. Another guy, I, I, I know you're going to cringe a little bit, but I think we need – I said it last week. We didn't need him, but we're going to need to see a little bit more Jimmy Graham in that situation too. We need more than one guy uh, to be ready to go and step up in these third-down situations. And I think that's going to be a mismatch. I think the tight ends, we're not going to have Tunyon, but, um, uh, you know, Mercedes Lewis is the way he is. Uh, he might have a catcher too, uh, but um, I think that's an area where we're going to have to see some production this week in order to keep the chains moving um, and uh, control the, the uh, time of possession because uh, this is a Detroit defense that doesn't give up a, a ton of chunk yards yeah. and big plays. Um, they're, they're good on a per pass and per uh, rush attempt basis. They are the 30th overall in, in defense in yards per game. Um, but kind of like the Packers, they have a positive uh, turnover uh, margin. So they've been opportunistic. So um, I agree with you. This is not a game where Rodgers is going to be just sitting back and trying to pick apart this uh, Detroit defense because – uh, they like to just uh, play coverage and, and uh, keep guys in front of them yep. and make you beat them all the way down the field. And, and that can be uh, pretty difficult to do um, when you don't have a primary weapon and you're not terribly efficient on third down offense. So um, that's what we need, I think, to, to see is, is get into those short yardage situations and uh, we need a couple guys to step up and, and improve that third down conversion rate this week. Yeah, and, and you hit it on the headwags. And uh, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, inverse to what Dallas was last week, I thought that uh, Dallas was a little bit weaker on their line up the middle. And we were able to exploit that, obviously, with the run game with Aaron Jones. I think this week... Uh, Detroit's a little better on the inside, but on those edges, we might be able to have a little bit of success. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if early on we see Rodgers take a shot, try to get one of those hard counts, uh, and, and try to get MVS deep just to try to pull the defensive coverage back. Because as you mentioned, when you're dropping a bunch of guys back, you're trying not to give up those big, big plays uh, necessarily. So I might we might see that a little bit early on from Rodgers. Just take a shot at home. It's going to be about 42 degrees tomorrow night around kickoff time. It should be nice weather for football. Um, so doing that may just open up the, the, the um, underneath passes just a little bit more, the slant routes, but also maybe some of these run lanes just to the outside. Wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing a couple more of those um, those uh, more uh, drawn-out runs around the tackle spot and seeing if Aaron Jones can um, can find a, a, a hole that's poked through uh, from some weaknesses in this uh, Detroit Lions outside defensive line position. Sure, and just to give you a, a good idea, uh, this Detroit pass defense is only giving up a 55% completion percentage. So that's what they want to do. They want to play coverage and force you to dink and dunk and beat you and that's tough because that's Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to dink and dunk. No. He likes to push the ball down the field. And certainly we're only, you know, five games into the season. So you can still still take some of these team stats with a grain of salt. A lot of it is who you've played. <laughs> but, um, you know, they played Kansas City. They played Philadelphia. They played, you know, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, they, fe- they, they played some, yeah, some top mark yeah. quarterbacks. And, you know, last time I checked, those are some of the top, top-tier top quarterbacks that they faced. So they've given up yards. They've been very much bend but don't break. 
Um, so uh, they, they really make you work and earn it. So this is not going to be an easy test um, on the offensive side of the ball either. Um, but um, let's talk a little bit about the rush game. I don't think yeah. we've talked too much about that. Um, what, what do you expect to see this week um, from Aaron Jones and uh, this rushing offense? Well, I'm happy to uh, see that Jamal Williams was a full participant in practice after that nasty head injury uh, a couple weeks ago against Philadelphia. So right away, I'm really pleased by that because what I think it allows the Packers to do is I don't think this is a, a, a complete um, 50-50 split. Certainly not. Aaron Jones is establishing himself as one of the better backs in the NFC right now. Uh, but I do think it gives Aaron Jones an opportunity to take a couple of breaths and to have Jamal Williams come in and be a little bit more of that hammer uh, on the nail. He's a physical back, so excited to see him back here. Uh, but I, I do think that we'll attack the edges against Detroit. Um, I think that this Packer offensive line should be able to, um, just on paper and from what I've seen out of Detroit, I think our offensive line, I like how we match up against Detroit's defensive line. I think that we're going to be able to um, to, to push the ball downhill a little bit, much like we did against uh, against Dallas. It feels like that kind of game. I think the Packers offensive line gained a ton of confidence last week, and um, you could tell that they were just out physicaling Dallas. I think we can do the same this week. It doesn't help for Detroit that our old pal Mike Daniels is not going to be playing against the Packers. All that does is help us out. Um, I think that we're going to be able to push around Damon Harris Sr. Uh, I think that um, Akora at the defensive end and those guys can rush the passer, but I think sometimes they have a heck of a time against a hard run blocking, uh, which Balaga and Bakhtiari are more than capable of uh, against uh, Detroit this week. Yeah, and the interesting thing is Detroit's rush defense is right down there statistically where the Packers' rush defense is. So it might come down to who can rush the ball better offensively in this game against the other team's defense because this is where the real mismatches are. And so whose rush defense can play a little bit better and whose rush offense can do what they need to do to keep the ball, um, possess the ball, and move downfield and score points. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, this Detroit defense is giving up 4.8 yards per rush attempt, um, 125 yards a game. Um, so they're right down there in the bottom five to seven in the league in rush defense so far this season. Um, so um, certainly if the Packers are able to build on what they did last week and play with a little bit of a nasty streak, uh, I really like what I've been seeing out of Elton Jenkins. Um, and so uh, if he can continue to uh, open up some holes up the middle in the interior of this uh, Packers offensive line, that's when we've seen over the years that this Packers uh, rush offense can uh, kind of go up another level uh, because they've got some of the best tackles in the league. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes uh, that interior of the offensive line is uh, when we've had some trouble getting this rush game going. But when we can rush up the middle, whew, look out. Mm -hmm. um, so I am uh, really hopeful, as you said, with Jamal Williams back this week, uh, that we can give a steady dose uh, of both of those guys out there. We might see some more um, of, of those guys being out there in, in two running back sets again this yeah. week. We started to see that a little bit before Williams got hurt. Um, I would expect that um, with 
with as much as uh, Aaron Jones was catching the ball out of the backfield the last couple of weeks with Williams out, that it would make a lot of sense, and that puts a lot of stress on the Lions' defense because they've got to key on Jones. Then if he's flashing out into the flat, that takes that pulls a linebacker or DB away from the line of scrimmage, and that can open up some holes for Williams to run the ball when he gets some carries as well. So that's uh, a really good reason to keep him out there, even if he's just a decoy. Uh, and then you can get some looks. You can see, okay, uh, how much are they respecting that? And um, if nothing else, you can go into play action and dump the ball off to Jones, and he's got his guy one-on-one. I like that matchup a lot most times out of the uh, – uh, any, whether regardless of who's covering them, I, I like that one-on-one matchup a lot uh, to get some positive yardage. Totally, totally agree. And uh, and you mentioned Elton Jenkins. We should also mention that Corey Lindsley's back this week uh, from a concussion. He called it a, a fluke concussion, uh, and he's back. I expect us to be running. So no more direct snaps to the running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we love you, Lucas Patrick, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no more unintentional ones. But I, I don't know. It was so successful last week. Uh, would you be shocked if they do it on purpose? They maybe? might do What's it on purpose. It's kind of like a wildcat, non-wildcat formation. Yeah, I don't know. Great. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but I think that we're going to be running on that left side of the line quite a bit. Um, I think that Elton Jenkins last week, as you mentioned, he was a bit of re- uh, revelation, uh, revelation, excuse me, uh, uh, against Dallas. And I think we're going to continue to see it. So don't be surprised, folks, if this week – we're seeing those combo blocks of Corey Lindsley, Elton Jenkins, and you've got Bakhtiari, and we're going to be trying to take advantage on that side of the ball quite a bit. I think that we're going to have a lot of success there as well. And um, and Detroit's going to have a hard time answering that. I really think they will. Uh, Davis is a heck of a linebacker for them. He can get exploited a little bit in the pass game. So what I could potentially see happening is we start getting this run game going the way I think we can on the left side. It's going to open up that play action. And then it's money, money, money all night long. Yep, uh, that was just what I was going to say. I mean, um, Detroit's going to have to come up, and now they've got it on tape, and their rush defense isn't a strength of theirs anyway. Uh, So if they're selling out a little bit to stop the run, uh, you know that the Packers' offense is going to want to run. That's what they need to do this week. Um, Detroit knows that. Everybody knows that. Um, But that is going to open up some of those opportunities for Geronimo for a Jimmy Graham, and for Danny Vitale. We're going to see a little wheel route action from him this week. I'm calling it. He's getting the end zone this time, though. Oh, I like it. So we got a touchdown for Vitale. I like this. You're calling your shots. He was cracking me up today. Uh, He uh, he sent something on social media, Danny Vitale, the Packer fullback, saying, uh, thanks, everybody, for wishing me good luck in today's game, but we don't play until tomorrow. So he's cracking me up. I think he's he's hyped as always. And, uh, yeah, you think this is another big week for a running back? then multifaceted game running the ball but also catching it wanks i do i think this is definitely a game when you look at the matchups we really 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 need to have some extended drives and control the clock and i'm not going to say that we won't take a quick score if we can get one yeah but uh this is a matchup that we can't afford to have short offensive possessions 
and be punting the ball and letting Detroit just sit there and pound the rock against us um, and use that Eagles game plan uh, to control the tempo. Um, the Packers need to definitely utilize that running attack and that's going to be what sets up that short pass game uh, and hopefully able to improve on that third down efficiency as well. Yeah. Um, Dane, um, do you have any other overall thoughts? Otherwise, I think we have a couple of questions and comments on social media and uh, a, perhaps a call or two that we could play back here. Oh, that's great. Um, so the last thing I just want to say uh, on this game, but just overall with what this Packers, we're seeing a culture shift completely happen in Green Bay right now. And um, just really impressed by that. I think that Coach LaFleur, as we're starting to get an understanding of who he is as head coach, he's not afraid to make adjustments. It's something that I'm really excited to see. Uh, but also, uh, you know, it's gotten cold in Wisconsin these last couple days, and it brought a smile to my face to see that the Packers practiced outside this week in the cold. It sounds like it was kind of nasty, and we got to just give a shout out to Blake Martinez and also to our practice squad lineman, Ben Braden. Even in the cold, they're practicing in shorts, and you just got to love that, Wags. It's football season in Green Bay, and you can completely tell that this culture shift has happened and that these Packers, there's a toughness level in Green Bay that maybe we haven't seen in the last couple of years. Yep, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Cuds, 23 on Instagram. Um, he posted that uh, greatest memories um, with the uh, uh, long Hail Mary um, that uh, he said he was in the lower bowl uh, in the goal line for the Miracle in Motown. Uh, he said there was increased security to get into Ford Field that day. And the time I sat down, it was already 17 nothing for the Lions. Between having a perfect view of the catch and a sudden change of emotion, of all the Lions fans around me, was arguably better than going to Lambeau Field. Well, I vividly remember that game because I was uh, out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I was sitting in a bar watching the game and I was miserable that whole first half. Yeah. I had some Lions fans sitting next to me at the bar, and they were just giddy. But then uh, that whole second half when we got the comeback, and it, was, it still didn't feel like it was going to happen. And I was standing up on the bar stool when Rodgers released the pass, and I was just jumping up and down. <laughs> Everybody at the bar was hugging me and high-fiving, and I just turned to the Lions fans next to me, and I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I remember I called you after yeah, that talked. game day, and yeah. I was so jacked up because it was like just what uh, Cudge23 said, such an emotion shift for both uh, oh. fan bases, both for the Packers fans uh, to steal a win. And, and that first half was as miserable as I've been yeah. uh, in a regular season game. Uh, but then uh, that shift in emotion uh, when we uh, – uh, come down with that uh, football and, and get that victory. Yeah, that, that was that was one of the that was one of my favorite moments, certainly uh, against Detroit in Detroit. Wags, I think uh, also you and I both had an opportunity. Uh, we were at a game with a couple of our buddies uh, a couple of years ago when uh, to, to week 17 game to um, win the division and to get a, a bye, I believe, even in the playoffs. And it looked like Rodgers got hurt. He had thrown a touchdown strike to Randall Cobb. We're looking around, Matt Flynn's in the game. The game starts to go sideways. It looked like Rodgers had hurt his knee. 
uh, at that point, at least to me from the stands. And then um, he was taken to the locker room. Yeah, and it looked bad. Yeah, it did. And, and, and do you remember what I said to you at halftime? What did you say, Wex? I said, he's going to have a Paul Pierce moment coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> and what happened? We were sitting there in the third quarter after the first series, and you start to hear a roar from the crowd, and the crowd gets louder and louder, and you look over, and Rodgers is walking out of the tunnel, still in his shoulder pads. And you and I, we're all looking at each other, and everybody around us is like, is he going to play? Is he going to play? In the next series, Rodgers throws one pass as a warm-up, puts his helmet on, starts trotting back on the field. MVP chance raining down at Lambeau, comes back, wins the game, limping all around. That was one of the grittiest performances I've ever seen in person from a professional athlete. Yeah, and honestly, that was a, you know, a pretty good team a few seasons ago. And unfortunately, that injury, I think, really cost us an opportunity to advance further yeah. into the playoffs. Um, uh, and Rodgers... Uh, was clearly limited in, in his mobility. I just wasn't able to do what he normally can do. But for that week, man, was that special. So, yeah, that was way up there. And to be there in person at yeah. Lambeau for that game, again, we were just devastated that Rodgers, you're thinking he's out for the season, he's mm -hmm. in the locker room, and he trots out uh, like a warrior. and yeah. just puts, his, uh, puts the team on his back. And there was no doubt in my mind when he came back to this, that game, uh, we're going to win that game. And yeah. it didn't look good, but uh, he did what he had to do. And, and that was a very, very special memory for me as well. And we got a couple other folks from Facebook, too, that, uh, that made moments. Uh, Tim, our buddy Timmy, who we know. Timmy, thanks for uh, putting a comment here, living here in the Madison area. And he was talking about that Hail Mary play to Richard Rogers. well. Uh, said that he, uh, he was at a sports bar in San Francisco. He was uh, in San Fran for work. And after the Hail Mary, he had to leave to catch his flight and couldn't stop talking about the game to Uber drivers, people at the airport. Passengers next to him. Everybody that's about like, that's about right for Timmy. So yeah. anyway, and then, and then we got a couple more here too. Uh, Byron Mitchell, Byron, thanks for writing us on Facebook here, uh, out of on Alaska, man. And you're talking about Thanksgiving game day game in the '90s, and they're showing the fans departing uh, the stadium, and a Lions fan threw his sweatshirt on the field. Uh, and threw some middle fingers up, and he thought it was a great reaction. I saw you uh, comment a couple days. Thanks for that. We were cracking up about that one. Yeah, absolutely. And another one, Ryan Daniel. Uh, this is a great one. I, I, I didn't forget about it, but you almost forget about it. Holding Barry Sanders to negative oh. one yard rushing. Um, I, oh my gosh, I'll never forget that. I think that was a, I think around ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. And man, was that special because uh, that was one of my earlier memories as a Packers fan. Um, you know, I was just starting to watch. Uh, the Packers every week, and I knew how good Barry Sanders was. Even as a Packers fan, uh, how could you not enjoy watching Barry Sanders play? Not so much against the Packers, but um, he was a special player to watch. And so you knew it was a huge deal when we were able to accomplish that. And um, I believe that uh, clinched a division for the Packers as well against uh, uh, the Detroit Lions and a Scott Mitchell-led uh, uh, Detroit Lions team. So, uh, But that was, uh, you know, Wayne Fonis as a coach back then, uh, that was kind of the Lions' heyday, if you will. They haven't had a lot of uh, special memories no. over the years, but that's about as good as it's gotten for them in the last 30 seasons or so. Yeah, so let's uh, 
uh, let's continue their their tradition of not doing all that great uh, on Monday because uh, uh, I'm sick of losing to Detroit here at home, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's kind of an aberration. I, I equate it to, um, you know, we're in Madison, so, uh, you know, this is a Packers podcast, but uh, the Badgers owning Minnesota and the rivalries over the year. Um, and, yeah, they got the axe backs last year, but – we still own that rivalry, that's right. and, and that's kind of how I feel about Detroit too. They they may have gotten the upper hand on us a couple of times here recently, but they're the Detroit Lions. It's time for them to take a back seat and and sit back in that position where they belong. That's right. And uh, the Packers, uh, it's time for us to go out there and go three and zero against the division and um, uh, be in the driver's seat as we approach the midpoint of the season. Totally agree, Wags and Wags. Let's listen. We had a we had a fan call in as well to the uh, official Cheesehead Sound offline, and uh, let's uh, let's answer this question too. Okay. Hello, my name is Kelly Carroll, and I live in Cambridge, Illinois, but I'm born and raised in Wisconsin. My fondest memory of being at a Packer game, watching them play the Lions, December twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen, got scored first row in the end zone and got to pick the halftime song. It was amazing. And of course, the Packers won 30 to 20. Go Pack Go. Let's do it again on Monday night. Yay! Kelly, thank you so much. Uh, that's so fun, and uh, and thanks for calling in. I'm sorry you have to live down there in Illinois. You you know, born and raised in Wisconsin. You said so. It's uh, uh, you're of course welcome back anytime. But uh, uh, what a time to be there, huh? And that December 28th game. I think that's the game Wags and I were just talking about uh, where Rodgers came back. So uh, just incredible time. And anytime you're able to to go to a, a game, particularly a cold weather game. And Lambeau Field is just a blast and a special moment. Yeah, well, what I want to know is what halftime song did you pick? Because that might have been the thing that turned everything yes. around. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And it's always a special time to be at a Christmas in Lambeau. Yes. Uh, we've we've had, had the good fortune to do that a few times over the years with some of our buddies. And um, uh, that's just uh, – it's always special to be at Lambeau. But – uh, that's just a great time of year to go there. You know, one memory I didn't mention, I've got to give a, a quick shout out. I was uh, uh, at the final regular season game uh, when Maddie Flynn yes. came in and threw five touchdowns, 484 yards passing, uh, set the Packer record. Uh, that was an awesome game to be at. Um, Calvin Johnson was just lighting us up on the other side. But Matt Flynn just, uh, he earned a contract off of that. So um, good for him. And that was a, a, a late season game as well. Uh, a lot of fun to go to that game too. So um, quite a few pleasant memories over the years. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. Had quite a few wins over the Lions. Uh, uh, so it's, I agree, time to get back on track. And Carol, thank you very much for the call. That is a great memory. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that, that's the thing. And we just love answering questions and, and getting these social media messages from all of you. So thank you. You can always find us on Lombardi's Legends uh, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 
Um, you can call our official Cheesehead Sound offline at 608-285-2128 anytime and leave a message. It's, it's fun. Yeah, as, as you just heard, we love doing it. And uh, it's just, um, Wags, this has been so much fun. I'm just enjoying doing these pods so much. And, uh, and uh, folks, remember to please rate us as well. Uh, we keep growing. People keep downloading us. So thank you for doing that. This is this is just a blast, isn't it, Wags? It's a lot more fun when we're winning a lot of football games, too. That's just it. So let's keep winning. Yes. <laughs> let's keep winning. And um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, share us with a friend. Um, we, uh, uh, for the fans by the fans, as we like to say. Um, we've got some, some cool uh, potential interviews lined up coming up uh, here in the near future as well. So we're gonna keep doing these uh, uh, preview episodes and, and recaps. Um, thank you for your patience. As, uh, you know, we aren't on a, a strict schedule here. We um, have regular jobs, so uh, get together. And, and we always like to, to try to do what we can, and, uh, but um, our regular lives do come first. We're, we're busy as well. So um, uh, not necessarily able to deliver the pod on a specific date and time. Um, so really appreciate you hanging with us and, and uh, listening when you can when we do put those out there. All the more reason just to just subscribe to us, right, Wags? Because then you get this little special uh, exciting message and it says, hey, Lombardi's Legends is up with another podcast. So please subscribe to us as, as much as you can. And like Wags said, uh, tell your friends. All right, so Dane, prediction time. Yeah, um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think Rashad Gary's going to have a big game for the Packers. We didn't mention it. I think that this is a game that um, we're going to hear his name said a few times in a in a good way. Uh, I think he's going to be disruptive uh, uh, against the pass, but I actually think he's going to be pretty disruptive against the run as well. I'm not going as far to say that he's got a touchdown or anything in this game, but I just think that we're going to see him run around a little bit and, uh, and play some good football. I think over... Overall, it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than we probably have seen the last couple games. And I will say it is going to be 24 to 21 Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a tight one going into the fourth quarter. Okay, 24-21. Uh, and I am going to um, say that this is going to be close in the first half. Um, I think you're right. It'll be a, a little bit low scoring. I think the Packers offense gets going a little bit and separates in the third quarter this Good. week. And I like the Packers to separate a little bit, and then the Lions might score a late touchdown. But I'm going to go Packers 30 and Detroit 17. So I like a little separation in this game. I'm going to be optimistic, and I don't think the Lions are going to be able to do as much offensively this week. I'm really looking for uh, this Packers defense to get back to what we were doing that, those first few weeks in the uh, scoring defense department. And um, I think they did a lot of that last week. They gave up a lot of yards to the Cowboys. But, um, yeah, they, the Cowboys scored in the second half. But I, I really don't think that uh, said a lot about uh, how this defense performed. So I think this defense uh, locks Detroit down pretty well. And, um, and we get a little bit of separation as the game goes on. Perhaps Detroit does score a late touchdown to make it look a little bit closer than it was. Wags, uh, uh, on behalf of my wife and my neighbors, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, that's, I'm going to be a little loud late into a Monday night. Um, but um, I could definitely see it going that way. I think that uh, it, it, no matter what, it's going to be a good game here uh, against us. But I'm excited and I'm hopeful that we continue to see this pack 
soccer team continue to grow. We've seen them grow week to week in different facets of the game. I think we have an opportunity to continue to do so this week. And um, and I'm just, um, I'm excited. It's, it's kind of fun to have another home game as the weather gets a little bit cooler up there in Green Bay. Yeah, in addition to Danny Vitale, I'm calling the other touchdowns too. We're going to see Geronimo with a, a touchdown and Aaron Jones is going to have a rushing touchdown. So those are our three touchdowns. Mason with three field goals. Um, just uh, take it to the bank, baby. I hope I'm right too because uh, we're, this is a primetime game at home. Uh, this is a big game. Uh, we really, you know, it's not must win, but boy, if uh, we wanted to lock down the division, it's going to get tough. We're, we're going to have to go to Minnesota and go to Detroit and uh, say what you will about the Bears, but that defense can travel. So that's going to be a tough game back at Lambeau too. Uh, this is a key game in the division. Uh, if we want to uh, gain the upper hand, uh, we really need to take care of business. Yeah, let's show the football world what we can do and take care of business. I think one of the biggest uh, uh, things coming out of this is don't be too hyped running out of the tunnel uh, tomorrow night uh, against uh, against Detroit on national TV. Some of these guys, it's their first game or one of the first few times they've been on national TV like this on Monday Night Football. So don't be too hyped. Play within yourself. Play within the system. And I think we're going to have a good outcome. Absolutely. So... Dane, any other closing thoughts here? Wags, no, it's been a pleasure as always. Let's keep it up. I let's let's keep this winning going. And folks, if you're listening at work or you're listening at home, uh, we always like to end it the same way. Say it with us. Go, go pack, go. go.